Welcome back, guys. Uh, another great week. Uh, wow, this is a horrible start. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Another episode of Tall and Taller. We are live, and we're going to be talking about a few things today. Not really Michigan football related, um, more just on the grand scheme of things. Michigan basketball, um, transfer portal drama, um, and get into some bull pickums. Um, we'll start off, though. Um, I originally had this typed out as... Juwan over, uh, but it sounds like Juwan Howard is actually going to remain the coach of the University of Michigan. Um, after an incident that happened at practice earlier this, what was it, earlier this week? Yep, well, last week now, I last guess. Week, yeah, okay, so last week, um, it sounds like him and John Sanderson had gotten into it over something with Jace Howard. Um, not sure what it was, but it sounds like there was a very physical altercation between the two. Um, I mean, what I mean, what have you read on it, Ben? Uh, so, so, so what I read was that, you know, Jason's been out with an ankle injury, right? And Sanderson, basically, Sanderson was telling him he's good to go, needs to suck it up, and Jace got back got in his face and Howard seen it and come to the defense of his son which is understandable and then Sanderson said this is why the you know the the program morale is where it's at because of shit like this that that set Howard off even further um and you know everyone is saying that there's there was no uh physical it wasn't physical at all and Normally, I, w I wouldn't believe that, but I think I do because of Howard being on a zero tolerance thing for for so long, you know, from the Wisconsin. It was the Wisconsin, wasn't it? It was the Wisconsin dude he slapped, right? The Maryland. Yeah, yeah he slapped the Wisconsin coach, but he got in the Maryland coach's face, put his yeah. finger in his face or something. I don't, I don't remember. So, you know, there's been a lot of it, and I think there's a fine line with that. You know, I like the fire. I like them standing up for people. But, you know, in today's age, too, you got to kind of you got to kind of watch it. Um, not, another black, bad look for him, another bad look for Michigan athletics. You know, we can't seem to stay out of the media in a, in a negative way. And I really don't think it's that big a deal. I think these type of altercations happen all the time at universities across the United States and they're just kind of swept under the rug. What, what kind of makes it different is Sanderson is a well-respected guy, um, was a key success in, in Beeline's thing, but is that he, apparently he filed an HR complaint. Um, that's a, so that's a boo-boo baby boo-hoo in my opinion, but and it, it probably is, but, you know, as we were talking off camera before the show started, there's, there seems to be a big problem with nepotism under Howard and, and, you know, maybe there was a tipping point for him and that was it. And he's had enough's enough, um, you know, because he is seeing things day in and day out, you know, as, as all coaches do that nobody else sees, not even the reporters and, stuff are, are connected close to the program and maybe he felt that was the last thing and he, he needed to take a stand and make a point um regardless not not a good look um 
but you know, I knew, I think it was two days ago when, when President Ono come out and said, hey, due process is a right, and we're going to give Juwan that due process. I knew right then that that was probably going to turn out in, in Juwan's favor, but um, the state of Michigan basketball is, is not very good, uh, very unstable, um, and I think that, um, you know, it, it's just another sign pointing to why we, we've had the problems that we've had in the basketball, the last two seasons with basketball. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, we've had, we've had how many good team, like good players on our team, how many good classes have came out of Jawan Howard being just at Michigan. Um, I mean, we've had some of the best classes we've ever had as a university under Jawan Howard. Um, and I, it started out really promising, but I mean, it's, it's not heading in a promising direction. I mean, we came out this year on fire, and I mean it's still early in the season, so who knows what what's going to happen? But you can't. We're five and five and one and one. Ten games into the season, you you can't. You got to take losing to Long Beach State, horrible loss. I mean, actually, I don't. No, actually, no. I don't think that loss is as bad as what it looks, especially now because Long Beach State had actually beat USC the other night. Um, all yep. the time. I mean, that's two big wins for them. And I think also, and I think also, as we all know, the, the frame of college basketball with the NIL has changed also, just like the football side. But I think on the basketball side, it's changed it more than what it has on the football side because you've seen the teams ever since the NIL, what we've seen two. No, I guess that, I guess UMBC wasn't during the NIL. But I mean, you're seeing more smaller teams compete with the bigger teams on a regular basis. Yeah, it well, you know, uh, look at look at Hunter Dickinson. You know, he left purely because of NIL and, and the money. Um, you know, Michigan has refused to so far refused to kind of do the pay for play thing. Um, you know that uh, a lot of other schools are doing. And I, I think it was time for Hunter to go, um, but the flip side is is that you know, I don't think he ever fit in with the style of play that Juwan wanted to play. No. The flip side is, is you can't you can't lose a five star guy like that. You know he's he's having a it's been a couple of weeks I guess since I checked up on him, but last I knew he was having a pretty good season. With yeah, Kansas. No, he's having a good season. At least like you said, I haven't really. Followed Kansas as I mean, at first I was kind of because they were on back and forth, but I mean, I think he also left because he knew that there was. I think he knew where the program was at at that point, right. and I think all going. This is all coming back to Jawan Howard and like where the state of it is. Um, and he knew that this program probably he's not going to be able to win national championship. In my opinion, he's probably not. I don't think he's going to be a good – we talked about this. I don't think Hunter Dixon's going to be a good NBA player. And I'm thinking that he he probably left also to go chase a ring. Hey, I'm going to get a shot in the NBA, but unless I can turn around. A lot of NBA bigs got to be able to shoot from – I mean, consistently shoot from deep um, and shoot consistently. I, I mean, with that, but on the top – and I think his shooting is is would get there, but I just don't think he's athletic enough to 
in today's NBA. You know, he would be a great 80s, 90s, early 2000s player, I think. But today's game, uh, I I just don't think the athleticism is there. I hope he proves me wrong. I I always liked him. Um, You know, he kind of left a little awkward, but he didn't he didn't burn the house down like uh Cade and Eric. Yeah, Cohen I mean we either. like I said with this situation with Jawan Howard that happened Saturday and, and that situation, we, we don't know what happened behind closed doors and what actually happened. Um but yeah, I mean that just that all just I mean all all in all it just shows how bad the program is actually is down right now. Um I mean I think we all know Juwan's on Juwan's on the hot seat this year, I think. Even though, I mean, I know, mean, you talked and you said that possibly with him having the heart surgery at the start of the season, that may or may not buy him another year. But I think if I don't, I think as a fan and as somebody, if I was in the position of like Ward Manuel or, or someone in that athletic office. If Juwan doesn't make a tournament run again, like Juwan does not make a tournament this year, make the tournament, not a tournament, the tournament. I think it's probably time to be like, hey, dude. Because right now, all Juwan Howard has done is the Brady Hoke effect. That's a, that's the best way to explain. Came in, had a great team with Juwan, with line players, won a Big Ten championship. In the first two years, and then has now um, just slowly went downhill. It's trending. Yeah, he regressed every year, right? I mean, yeah, basically, without looking at the numbers in my mind, every year we we've gotten a little bit worse. And there was, you know, there were super low expectations this year, and we started out a little bit hot. Now we've kind of leveled up to, I think, you know, where everybody kind of thought we would be, but. Um, I would be surprised if he's back next year. You know, Jace will be gone. And, you know, the whole hindsight thing, I think the opportunity to coach his kids is probably a big reason here. But, you know, the flip side of that is is he was a a young, shining, bright star in NBA coaching circles. and, And this experience may have altered that opinion of him. So he might not be a surefire candidate. What the fuck happened? Anyways, hang on. I'll get him back. Um, I don't know what happened, guys. Sorry. Um, anyways, well, I'm going to get him back while we talk about it. We'll continue to talk about Michigan basketball a little bit. Oregon, Ducks, um, we lost to Oregon. Um, this just this is just for this month. Um, Indiana plays. We lost to Indiana by three. Lost to Oregon by three in overtime on a buzzer beater. Then we come back and beat Iowa. Uh, I mean that's a Iowa's a good team. And then today we had the Eastern Michigan Eagles. But I mean, so there's still some room for improvement for this Michigan team. Um, Michigan is a decent team that can compete. They have offense. They do not have defense. Um, so 
What in the heck is going on? There we go. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I was on I was on a different screen and sorry guys. Uh I've been I was on a different screen and you just popped out, but we are still we are still live, so you can go right back in the Okay, so I, I don't know where where I got cut off at, but you know, I, I think that he uh, he come here um, for nostalgic reasons, right? Opportunity to be, be a head coach, but most importantly, to have the opportunity to coach his kids in college. And you know, he was he was a bright, shiny star in in NBA coaching circles before he come here. And I don't know how much this has damaged his reputation in NBA coaching circles, but um, that'll be interesting to see. A lot of connections in the NBA, and I, th you know, played a long time with the Heat, so I think he could probably go back there with Coach Spo, but uh, I, I don't expect him to be back this year. I would be more surprised if he was than if he wasn't. Um, I also don't think that Ward has the backbone to fire him or ask him to leave because, you know, they're there would potentially be a lot of backlash because of the five Fab Five connections and and things of that nature. But um, you yeah, know, we tried it. A rocky road anyways. Right, and you know they're they're just kind of starting to mend all those, and that might upset Weber and Jalen and whoever. But I, you know, I think if they look objectively at the program, it's I wouldn't call his time here a failure. But um, I don't think it's been a, a, a rounding success either. No, I mean, especially not with what he's done compared to the talent that we've had. That, that's that's where the biggest part for me is we've had, again, probably some of the best talent that we've had. Ranking-wise, like recruiting-wise, that doesn't mean it translates into sport, and I don't know if that could be – a development problem within the University of Michigan basketball program, or if it's just the players just aren't there and just don't and just don't want to do it. I guess I don't know because this year, I mean, we're scoring a lot of points this year. That's not the issue. It's the fact we're giving up. We're scoring ninety, but they're scoring a hundred. So defense has been a problem for at least the last two seasons, right? Um, really, Ben. Every other that's been my biggest bitch. What's that? Because I mean, because under because under Beeline, he was he was under Beeline. Our defense was that's what made us who we were. Right. One thing. One thing that irks the shit out of me about this team is that you would see every game at least a minimum of the, of Michigan taking two to three charges a game under Beeline. Because that's what defense is about. You got to step in. You, I watch guys step out of the way now, and I'm like, dude, you're in the perfect spot to take a charge. Take a charge. Get the ball back. Well, you know, B, that's, B line, there are a couple things about Beeline. Is he did a lot more with a lot less, right? And that's, that was kind of his calling card. You know, that's how he worked his way up from Division three to – to being a coach of the NBA, which which was a failure, and I think that's just because it's NBA guys. You know that they don't listen to you like uh, you know guys in college and below do. But um, Beeline was where the Cavs were. Beeline was number one a fundamentalist. You know he stressed 
that tremendously. And I forget all the things, but when he first come on, um, you know, there was a there was a thing in the Detroit news, and it had like a preseason test of you know, uh, say six minute mile and they had to do so many things to even be able to start practice. Mm-hmm. And, um, that, that just shown who he was. And I, I, Joanna's more of an NBA type coach. Um, and he's, that just shows him what he's coaching. You know, he's not coaching guys to, um, I don't feel like get get better overall. That you know, that's why he uh, the development thing. You know, the the, yeah. the development thing is it, it's just not there. That's been his his Achilles heel, I think. And um, obviously, it's not a priority for him. And you're not going to change a tiger stripes. No, and I think, like, we talked about this, and I'm pretty sure when he was hired, just being you, because I know the podcast wasn't going on then, but me and you talked about it when he was hired, and I think multiple times since then, is Michigan was his first coaching job. Other than, like, a head coaching job. Correct. He was an assistant in the NBA after he quit playing up for, under Spolstra for all them years after he quit playing. Um, but not having really not having any head coaching experience period and i mean yeah you have a good year he was like you said a highly rated assistant coach in the nba but as you just said the nba coaches really in my especially in my opinion too is don't really have any effect on what actually happens in the game i i just i, I just don't not anymore at least no. I mean, when you got people like LeBron James who are telling their coach to sit down or shut up, uh, I mean, that's that's just how it is. I mean, that's how, that's NBA today. But so I, 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 that's another thing is where I was going was he's never had the experience. Why? Why? I mean, Michigan maybe should never have brought him in this early. Let him go get a head coaching job at a smaller college. I mean, I get. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have. Like, he could turn this around. Hell yeah, cool. Like, you know what I'm trying to say, though? Yeah. And like, I think he, he, has didn't the the he didn't have the experience for this job. That's really what it is. Yeah. I think he has the ability to turn it around. I don't think he has the interest. I think he's happy to be here, coach his kids, spend some time in in, in Ann Arbor. You know, you know, one of the things that I always notice is, is, you know, social media. His wife is forever posting pictures of them in Miami together. So I wonder if he doesn't even spend the time necessary around here to get things done. If he's just here as, as much as he can. And maybe it's just as simple as she doesn't like to be here. And that's why they're, you know, he's trying to keep mama happy. And, and that's fine too, but I, I, I just, my gut just tells me he, he was here to coach his kids and, and get a little experience under his belt. And, um, you know, that Phil, you know, he hired Phil Martelli, which was a, a, a great move, I think, 
to be kind of his associate head coach, lead assistant. You know, Martelli coach was head coach for ever. Um, St. Joe's. And seasons. I think, I think he's kind of been even before this year. He's kind of been the de facto head coach, um, but you know, he's he's still taking orders. He's not able to run it the way he wants to. He's running it the way that, that Juwan wants to. Um, and that's, I, and I'm, that's, kind, I'm kind oh, sorry, of surprised he's still here, to be honest with you. What I was going to say was, I mean, that's, that's in my opinion, if Juwan's gone, he needs to stay. I think we need to give him a contract as the head coach. Because, I mean, really, I don't know who else out there would be a better choice. I mean, yeah, you have Saudi Washington. Um, I mean, you have a lot of our bench people who've been here for a while. But other than, I mean, bringing John Beeline back, which I don't think that's going to happen. I think no, Phil that's Martelli, not happening. I think Phil Martelli's probably your best bet to keep him, keep it in the program. Um, to turn around, it seems like Phil Martelli enjoys being here. Um, to the to the point, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. He always seems always talks good about the program, never has anything bad to say. But I mean, I think if Jawan goes, he's the person that, at least as of right now, I think should be there. And you know, I don't, I don't know if he has any interest in that. Basically, he was, he was semi-retired, right? He was doing uh, some TV, and and last I knew, he, he still, his family hadn't moved to Ann Arbor. He was. He, where was he? New York, I think. He was he was at St. Joe's. Right. St. Joseph. I don't I don't know exactly where. But you know, he, I, re, I remember reading several times over the years that he goes home when he can to spend some time with his family and just has a little uh, apartment here to live in. So that that to me isn't and maybe being a head coach changes that, who knows? But that to me doesn't signal that hey, this is this is where I want to be type of type of deal. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a big difference, especially salary wise between an assistant coach and, and Michigan pays their assistant coaches pretty well. Um, but there's a big difference between uh, associate head coach and head coach salary. And maybe that's a game changer for him. Um, I think if he wants, if he wants it, he at the very least deserves an opportunity to, to, uh, to take it, to take it, you know, and and, and yeah. see what he can do. But I'm not, I'm not sure that he, that he wants it either. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just real quick, um, <coughs> I meant to read this earlier. I just forgot. But the statement from Ward Manuel this morning: um, Jawan Howard will return to the Michigan bench Saturday against Eastern Michigan in total capacity as the head coach. Coach Howard, his doctors, and our medical experts. Remain aligned and taking the next step as he recovers from a September heart procedure. We greatly appreciate associate head coach Phil Martelli's guidance of our program on an interim basis to start the season. I want to personally thank Phil for what he has done in the past few months to lead the program. We will continue to benefit his wisdom moving forward. The return of our usual coaching structure comes after review of the incident involving several individuals during a team practice last week based on thorough internal review. Uh, nothing was found to warrant disciplinary action for anyone involved. Uh, as such, we will move forward with the focus on our team and our season. So, I mean, like we said, just open it. 
after investigation, Ward and everybody, I don't know if it was an agreement, maybe between Sanderson and everybody involved, like, hey, it was just us butt heads or whatever. Yeah, and, and I think but, it was probably a little more than that, but that happens every day. But I, I, I find it hard to believe that since he's been on that zero tolerance, that if he would have, if it would have been a physical altercation, that he's still with the team, unless, unless Sanderson made the food physically, but then that would make sense that Sanderson uh, filed the HR report. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably never know, but it's, uh, it's a mess that we don't need. Um, and, you know, I'm fine with our basketball team being mediocre as long as our football team has had the oh, success man. that it's had. But um, I, I would like to see us at least have a chance. And uh, I I don't feel like I've felt that way in a couple of years now. No, I mean, even two years ago when we won the Sweet 16, when we went to the Sweet 16, on that late run, I, I mean, where we barely made it in the tournament, and then we made the run to the Sweet 16. That even then, I mean, that season, it, we were on the edge of even making the tournament. Right. I think we were one of the last four in, and had to fight our way to the Sweet 16. I mean, it happened, but still wasn't the season that I think what we kind of grew accustomed to under John Beeline, where we were winning 25, 30 games a month, 25 games, at least 25 games a year usually. Right. And, you know, that was, I guess, in the simplest terms, Beeline always under-promised and over-delivered. He did, mm-hmm. he did more with less, right? And Juwan has done less with more. And th- there, there's just a point where, hey, what are we doing? You know, is this, is this working? Um, yeah, you got to nut up or shut up. Right. Pretty so, much. And, and that's where we're at. I agree. Um, but like I said, we'll see how it goes. Michigan plays today against Eastern Michigan um, at home. So we'll see how that game goes, see if they can move, get above above 500 now, um, not just at 500. Because after today, um, they got Florida on the 19th at the Jumpman Classic. And, I mean, that game's not going to be easy. Um, I mean, they, they have – I'm trying to wrap it up, but uh, they have played a few – good teams and played them close. I mean, they played at Oregon on the road, lost on a buzzer beater in overtime. Uh, I mean, the, the talents there, it's just, it's just you got – they're going to have to play defense to win the game and to be able to play basketball. I mean, to be able to consistently play, you're going to have to play defense. You can score like you do, but you got to play defense. Um, right. Defense wins championships, offense sells tickets. But, uh, but, yeah, we'll see how Michigan basketball does the rest of the season. We'll cover it probably again, probably after bowl season and Michigan football season's over. Um, we'll get back into Michigan basketball a little bit more thoroughly. Um, but now, on to the transfer portal drama. It's everywhere. We'll say it's the – it's a transfer portal drama and the NIL drama. I mean, it's it's a combination of both. I mean, you yeah, got players. I think they go hand in hand. You You know, we wouldn't have one without the other. Or at least yeah. not as bad. Yep. Um, I mean, you got the players 
even before the season was, I think it was like week 11 and Cam Ward out of Washington was getting offered millions of dollars from while he's still actively on a team. Right. I don't understand how that's legal. It's not, but the NCAA's not doing anything. They're worried about people filming on the sideline with cell phones. I'm adding something to this show, by the way. That'll be a quick entry, but um, I don't, between, I mean, I, it's just insane to me that they they allow that to happen because at that point, that kid's not focusing on his team. Right. Kid wasn't in the portal. The portal hadn't even opened. Right. The portal didn't open until like a week ago. I, I mean, you got a lot of good players coming out this year. And I mean, especially on the quarterback side, I've never, I don't, there's a bunch of quarterbacks leaving schools. Right. And it, it's, and I, it's, and I, it's a free agent market is what it is. Where can I get paid the most? It's not, hey, I don't have an opportunity to play here. I, I need to go somewhere else, which is what it was kind of intended to be, right? But, um, you know, when you go back, and there's many more, but this is the examples, but this is fresh in my head to the, to the uh, Hunter Dickinson thing. You know, he openly talked about, um, he needed to make more money. You know, there was more money opportunities out there. Uh, you know, he talked about Kentucky, he talked about Kansas. Um, but then, you know, what, what really sealed it for me was a couple of weeks ago when uh, Matt Rule come out and says, you know, it's, it's taken one, 1.52 million to yeah. get a quarterback in the portal right now. And I thought, holy shit, why, you know, why would he, why would he say that? And then, like a week ago, he fucking doubled down on it, and he's he's proven to be right, right? So, um, I think that's just the you know this is the worst case scenario that everybody talked about when when all this broke out, and and it's we talked about it from day one on the show. Yeah, and it, and it's come true, and it's you know it's gonna not that. I don't think college sports have been amateur athletics for a long time. And this, you know, it's been heading this way for a long time, but this has accelerated the death of college sports. Um, oh, yeah. I think yeah. that, I think that by the time you're my age, it's not going to be, um, you know, what you knew growing up, you know, it's going to be a, a minor league for the, for the team so no yeah and i think i i agree unless the ncaa or uh, i doubt no i doubt the ncaa NCAA is fucking it's worthless sorry i'm trying not to cuss as much on the show so I, i'm sorry um need the ncaa is gonna need to step in and say hey you get one transfer just like it used to be you got one transfer a year all right, not a year, and a career usually, right? Unless you got a waiver. Yep. They they need to step in and knock that down. They need to stop in, step in and knock down the NIL and say, hey, we need to do something about this because it's out of control. We talked about it and we got into it last week, and that's why I want to throw NIL on this because it's out of control. It's not it being used for what it was supposed to be used for. It's not being used. To give kids money just to be able to have enough, like give give each kid twenty thousand dollars a year, 
And that's plenty of money for them to survive because they're getting their school paid for. That gives them food. Honestly, majority of the players and stuff are getting their food already paid for by the university. Table, yeah. And it's good food. They're getting medical. They're getting everything already before they were even getting paid NIL. Yeah. Uh, 20 but, grand a year, 20 grand a year is 400 bucks a week, basically in pocket money. And that that's more than enough for your gas and, and, um, you know, running around, running around. Shit, even, yeah, even giving 30, 40, up to 50,000. No player in the college world should be making a million fucking dollars. God, I'm on a heater. Um, I just, it makes zero sense to me. The NCAA's got to step in and do something about it, or else, yeah, like you yeah, said, you know, there's a lot of rumors out there floating that Marvin Harrison's getting twenty to twenty-five million just to come back for one year, yeah, which is the dollars. same, which is the same as he'd be making as an NFL rookie in a top five draft right. pick, like he's gonna be. Um, I, I mean, it's just insane to me that they're allowing that to go on and the, allowing these players to make that much money. Like we talked about in the first episode, I know we talked about Elijah too. This was allowed to be able to make money. Like, okay, hey, like the, I think it was Arkansas or Oklahoma, like we talked about the first show last week, was, hey, here's, I'm going to, you be my my person on our billboard. You have the whole offensive line. Hey, we'll give you free stakes all year, no matter how many you want. Yep. You're going to bring us money, so I'm going to give you free food. I think it's it's been made for stuff like that. Not no eighteen to twenty, even me, my up to probably like twenty five year old kid needs to be making a million dollars. Right. There's no there's I there's probably very few that are are using that money for the way that it should be used at that making that much money. Right. They're using it to party majority of the time. Buy fancy sports cars and stuff like that. They're living the NFL life before going to NFL life. And that's not what college is for. Right. And then, and, you know, the, the effect of all that you, you got, you got just, just say Marvin Harrison jr. And by all accounts, he's a good kid, even though he's a Buckeye um, hard worker, all that stuff. But you, you got Marvin Harrison, right? $20 million. And then you got the receiver next to him. Who's not as talented as him, but as a, a good receiver, it's putting in the same work and you know, the, the problems that that could cause Hey, this motherfucker's getting $20 million a year and I'm doing everything that he does every day and I can get shit or I'm getting a hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever causes chemistry problems in the locker room. Um, so I don't know. It, it's just a mess. The NCA needs to die. I really hoped that Michigan you know, with the sign stealing stuff, and it looked like for a moment we were going to uh, battle out in court and perhaps leave the Big Ten. And if we did that, I thought that was going to be the, um, you know, the last stone in, a, in an avalanche today that caused the avalanche that would really kind of force the hand of the NCA either one to make major changes or two fold up and die and you know there'd be a super conference area where um you know particularly the big 10 and the sec would um form their own own super conference but um here we are ncaa still living and breathing and um 
nothing's going to change. You know, the, the NCAA has been old and ar archaic um, since I st started following sports in the 80s, and it's done nothing but but get worse. And it, it shouldn't be surprising that they've fucked up this transfer portal and, and <laughs> NIL thing. Yeah, it's – and the only – like I said, the only way to fix it is you're going to have to – you're gonna have to have to restrict things. Say, hey, a player can make fifty grand or a hundred grand. No player says you're making a million dollars. Now on the on the transport side, you say, hey, you can transfer once. You can transfer once, like just on your own. And then if you need to transfer again because of an injury or something like that, um, you have to put in a waiver to get to be allowed to. It's like I said, it, that, that's, in my opinion, the only way it's going to get fixed. And the only way you can get back, I, I mean, we'll never get back to what college football was before the NIL and transfer portal, but it, it's, it's just, it's honestly kind of a shame about like what it's done so far. To college football and, like, what it we're is, but I, I don't think there's any going back either. No, not so what we're at, but I think we can lock it up. I think you could probably... If, if they really wanted to, you could lock it up. But, I mean, it could be too far gone at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not too late to put any structure in, but I think it's too late to return. And maybe it's not even possible to have a way to pay the players and still keep the spirit of college, college athletics, um, you know, as we know it. But... To me, that's that's the big thing. You guys, you got guys now, and we've talked about all this, but sitting out of bowls, um, yeah, and yeah. you know, they're still gonna make money to do that in college. Right. It just it's more like listen. I mean, I know I said earlier about the twenty, give them twenty k a year, and they but they pretty much get their food and stuff already paid for. Listen, what about? The players, I mean, you're looking at that. You're looking at the players. Oh, I just lost a whole train of thought. Let me think here. Um, oh, if I can, if myself can live off of, you know, $40,000, $50,000 a year with paying bills, all this, paying for food, paying for groceries, if a per these players can live off thirty grand a year not having to pay for anything but gas. Right, cell phone bill. They and got, maybe, right? and, yeah, and and maybe a living expense. Right. Um, I mean, this it's just it's out of like I said, it's out of control, and it, it needs to be fixed. NCA won't do anything though, like you said, the NCA is a bunch of cowards, and probably they like I said, they need to be gone. The NCA is so out of date in the college football world. Um. But I mean, hopefully they hopefully they prove me wrong, and hopefully they prove us wrong. But I like I said, I doubt it. Yep. All right. Off that topic. Um, I I thought about this in the middle of that topic when we first started talking about how it was illegal to how was Cam Ward getting offers before the portal even opens. I want to know one, how is this legal? Two, is Bama scared? How can Alabama hire somebody? So Alabama hires their ex-linebacker coach, Greg Kilo. Three weeks 
three weeks before the football game. He can start immediately. He coached for us from 2021 to 2022. So he coached under McDonald and Minner. The main thing is coached under Minner. Yeah. Um, How is it any different? Because I guarantee our signs are probably still the same. And he's going to know, he's going to know, hey, this is what they're doing. How is that any different than what Connor Stallions did? Because it's not written in a fucking rule. Right. And, you know, that's that's basically the way I feel about it. I think it's a genius move on Saban's part. No, it is, but fuck, dude. That's like, that makes zero fucking sense. Why is that legal? But what Connor Stallions did is, and like, Connor, I mean, Connor Stallions said, I mean, yeah, it was a level two, but nothing more than a level two violation than anything. But holy hell. You know, that's, that's what. That how? That what that's what makes saving the goat part of a part of it, you know, thinking outside the box, and and I think that he's the only person that's on Harbaugh's level. That's something that Harbaugh would would have done, you know, if he had the opportunity. Oh, I think a hundred percent. But I don't. My main thing is how is it legal to hire him three weeks before a game, especially a playoff game? Like how how can he start immediately? He shouldn't be able to start to the like end of the season, like, hey, you can come in after the season. How can he start in the middle of a slight? So I, I don't see this as an as an issue at all. And, I don't, and I really don't either. And you obviously do. But, like, okay, so, so Michigan, hang on. So Michigan shouldn't be able to replace uh, Coach Partridge, who they had to let go? They didn't, though. They No, you have an intern for a reason. They brought in Jesse Minner's dad. Minner's dad was already in the staff. He was an analyst. Yeah, he was an analyst. That's right. I so, mean, that's – and that's what I don't – I mean, I get – because you don't see head coaches coming in if someone gets fired midseason. You don't see they, – they ain't pulling – okay, say that we'll say – we'll go – I'll use MSU example. Perfect example, honestly. Mel Tucker gets fired. They didn't call Jonathan Smith up and tell, hey, man, fuck Oregon State. You're coming to Michigan State to coach the rest of the season. Right. I just – I mean, I, I'd say it's really honestly – I'm not worried about it like that. I, it's just kind of like, how is it any different, guys? Come on. And, and you're, you're right from, from that perspective. But my perspective is, is he was here two years ago, right, for one year. No, he's here for two years. He was here for 2021 and 2020. He was here both our Big Ten championships. Uh, I no, was he, thinking he was just here. No, he was under McDonald's and McDonald and Minter. Okay. He he knows our defense under Minter. That's the fucking issue. I don't care if it was McDonald. I would be like, cool, dude. You don't know shit. So how how much does he know? How much information can he pass that is? isn't available on tape and from talking to other coaches when i seen that uh alabama hired a michigan coach when i just read that high line i th- i thought for sure it was going to be chris partridge and i thought fuck but, but so, i mean so much has changed from season to season um i i just don't see it as as a big deal it it's I think it's very similar to 
to our sign stealing thing. We're doing every little thing we can to make sure to gain any kind of, no matter how minuscule advantage that we can. But I think it's also equal onto the, uh, the, the sign stealing thing that the competitive advantage gained from that is absolutely minimal. Yeah, and, I, and I, 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 I completely agree with that. I just, it pisses me off more. I think it more makes me mad because it's Alabama, first off. Right. And two, it's just like, I just don't get it. Like, it, it, it in a way, it contradicts the NCAA multiple times, but we've talked enough about the NCAA and went down a rabbit hole yeah. with them today. It's just, it's just. It's more just irritating. I really like. So I don't. I don't think it, it, it's gonna bring a big advantage to them, unless well. Then that well, I mean, unless he has like tape or something like that. Which and he could, but you know, there, there, there's there's. I'd like to think, anyways, there's a little bit of integrity and honor left, and those guys are supposed to, you know, there's crossable lines and there's uncrossable lines, and those guys are supposed to turn all that stuff in upon their dismissal and maybe he's got you know something saved on a zip drive that he can share but again you know as we as was confirmed during the sign stealing stuff all the coaches and stuff talk and share information anyways um i, I just don't see where it's going to be that big of a deal but what i will say this is it's it's very um the ncaa it's very contradictory, contradictory because, you know, what we did or allegedly did is illegal and this, this is perfectly fine. And that's like saying, okay, if you're going down 106, right? If you're going south, you can go 100. But if you're going north, you can only go 25. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's just a, a set of double standards. But again, I just don't. I just laughed when I read it. I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. Uh, I mean, I, I'm concerned about playing Bama because it's Bama and it's Saban and you give them 30 days like we talked about to get ready, but it doesn't, it doesn't raise my concern any, any more than, uh, than it was. I don't, I don't well, if anything, it shows, I mean, if anything, like I said, I mean, it shows that Saban's worried too, if he's going to be pulling in coaches. Uh, I mean, right. that's, and that, but that's, but in my opinion, that's more of a respect thing. Like, hey, we're, he yeah. thinks Michigan's on the level that we think Michigan's on. We're going to do whatever we can and to bring in and win the football. And that's game. a great point. Absolutely. And that's, you know, and that's I, I, I think we're better at just about every position than ever, except for perhaps running back and uh, quarterback. Um, I think we're clearly better. All the way around. Zinter gone hurts us bad, right? First team All American, unanimously. It really, it, yeah, it really, really hurts because that right side is. I mean, that right tackle position has been our weak spot in the offensive line all year. And I mean, I, I know he didn't play right tackle, but Carson Barnhart, who was playing right tackle, has to come inside. Right. Um, and now you got Trente Jones out there, which I mean, it, it hasn't been that horrible. It, that's been our weak spot all year. On the, it's been our weak that. spot, and they know that, and they're going to attack it, right? They're going to try to exploit that. So hopefully, uh, Trente Jones, you know, this extra thirty days of practice allows him to to uh, advance a little bit. But um, yeah, not a big deal. No, and that's, I, it's more just 
the thought process behind the NCA that that was more about. It's really not even about Bama. Um, but on that note, we'll talk more about the Bama game. I think what when is it? It's in three weeks. Three with two weeks from Monday. Yeah. Um, we'll probably cover it a little bit next week. I'm trying not to just blow through it as much. Um, and keep continue to talk about the same stuff every week. So maybe a little bit next week, but I think the bigger part will probably be the that week before the game, that Saturday before the game, um, to be able to talk a lot about it and get into the depths and deep sides of the game. Um, but on that, we'll move on to bowl pickums to close out the show. We're going to go through and do every bowl game, make our picks. Um, and uh, that'll be it for the pickums. Whoever comes out on top on this, doesn't have to eat the fucking hot chip, and I'm not looking very promising. I mean, I'm down, I think, 11 games, 12 games, whatever. I need a big fucking bowl season, and I did zero research on any of these on any of my picks, so we're about to see how this goes. I did, I'm just throwing it out there. Usually when I do research, it don't work, so let's just throw it to the wind. Um, but we'll get started, guys. Myrtle Beach Bowl, um, that is actually today, I believe. Um I think the first four games are actually today because I think um, – so the first game is Myrtle Beach Bowl. It is Georgia Southern versus Ohio. Um, I'm taking Ohio in this one. Um, just think a better team overall as a MAC team over a, uh, Georgia Southern's in the Sun Belt. So. Yeah, Ohio. I swear, if you intentionally pick everything I pick just so I can't, like, have a shot at this, I'm going to be really hurt. Why wouldn't I do that? that? That would be the most Ben poor move ever. That would be the most Ben poor move ever. Oh, I'll just go rogue and pick against you every pick and give myself every possibility. I'm not saying done. pick rogue, but I want you to pick for real. I am picking I, for I real. I know. I know you will, maybe. But I'm just saying that would be the most Ben poor move to ever do is just to pick everybody I picked on purpose. And I swear, I'm, I'm calling. I'm not eating a chip if you do that. Anyways. Celebration Bowl, um, again today, Howard versus Florida a and I know nothing about either of these teams. Uh, I'm rolling with Florida. I mean, it's, I don't even know where Howard's at. I know where Florida's at, so that's why I picked Florida A&M. And I, I'm picking Florida A&M just because I'd, Howard is not, you know, I think they've made the tournament a few times recently, but they're not an athletically known school, and, and any school that's got A&M on its back is, is – just going to be better athletically, I think. <laughs> we'll see. Next one, New Orleans Bowl also today, Jacksonville State versus Louisiana. Um, uh, Jacksonville State, Rich Rodriguez had a really good year with them this year in the first season of FBS, um, Division One football. Um, who you got? Jacksonville State. Oh, God, first one. All right, well, I'm rolling with the Raging Cajuns. Um on this one, Louisiana, um, it's pretty much a home game. I mean, their home games are like four people, but maybe the Superdome will be filled up for this one. So uh, run, run with Louisiana on this one. Um, next one, Cure Bowl, App State versus Miami of Ohio. Um, two teams that lost – well, Miami of Ohio won their – won the MAC. App State um, lost the Sun Belt. Um, but I'm going to roll with App State on this one. App State. 
Because I think App State has like four losses on the season. They do. They've they've not had uh, the year they typically have, but they did move to one A this year, right? FBS or whatever. App State's been in one A. They've been in the Sun Belt for like four or five. Michigan last time Michigan played at State, that was their first time in one A. Oh, that's that's right. When we beat like when they came back to the big house in like 2013 or whatever. Um, flashbacks. Um, New Mexico Bowl. Um, New Mexico State versus Fresno State. Um, who you run with on this one? Fresno. Uh, I'm right there with you on that one. This is not looking good for me. Um, Fresno State. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think, I mean, Fresno State's always a decent football team. And I think this year, I, I'm not 100% sure where they're at, but I know they're having another decent season for a Fresno State team who's usually a smaller good school. Right. Um, hang on a second here. Boise State versus UCLA in the LA Bowl. Um, I I'm taking Boise State. I mean UCLA. I think Dante Dante Moore can't play in this, can he? Right. No. Because he's in the portal. Um, and, and I would I would take UCLA ten times out of ten if he was playing. But the only reason I'm picking Boise is because he's out. Yeah, and that's and that that's my main reason. Um is they're pretty much testing out a new quarterback. Um Independence Bowl, Texas Tech Cal. Um Big Twelve versus Pac twelve. I'm gonna roll with Texas Tech here. Um on this one. Me too. You wanna, I'm not picking against you. Just I so know. You I'm not. Pick. I'm not. I'm not doing that because you're picking. Them. I'm just like this is not looking good for me at all. I know you're not. I'm just saying. Um, famous Toastery Bowl, which I don't remember what it used to be called, but these names are just getting theatically weird. Um, Western Kentucky versus Old Dominion. Um, ODU, a decent. I think this has got to be like their first or second year in the in one A, isn't it? think so. Uh, but, yeah, I got Western Kentucky rolling on that one. Me too. Um, next one, Frisco Bowl, UTSA versus Marshall. Um, we are. Yes, sir. Damn. I, I don't even know what UTSA stands for, so I can't University even of Te- University of Texas, San Antonio. Oh, yeah. That's not um, house, Marshall. I was really hoping when I said we are, because I figured you're gonna pick Marshall, that you would go Marshall, but you failed. You did not understand the assignment on that one. <laughs> Next one: Boca Raton Bowl in Florida, USF University of South Florida versus Syracuse. I'm running with the Bulls in this one. In USF. Me too. USF almost beat Bama this year. Right. That's why I'm going with them. I I haven't watched them play at all, but um, they've always been traditionally, you know, a a pretty competitive school for the, you know, for as small as they are. And um, Syracuse is a basketball school, not a football school. Yeah. 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 I agree. Oh, hang on. I messed that up. I definitely definitely put it for you. Um, next one, the, 
Gasparilla Bowl, wherever it is. Um, Georgia Tech, UCF, University of Central Florida. I'm rolling with the Black Knights on this one in UCF. Me too. Fuck me, dude. Um, Let's keep going. Birmingham Bowl, Troy versus Duke. Um, Duke. God dang it. Anyways, Duke it is. I think they win, even though Riley Leonard isn't. I mean, Riley Leonard's been hurt, so I mean, they really haven't had had him. That's kind of where they fell off this season, the way they did. Uh, but yeah, I think the Blue Devils win over Troy. I mean, Troy is ten and two, eleven and two. Um, but wouldn't be surprised seeing opposite there. But um, Camellia Bowl or however you say it, um, Arkansas State versus Northern Illinois. Um, NIU, the Huskies, I think, win this one. And so, so. I'm going with Arkansas State. That one I almost switched. Thank God I didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know anything about really either one of those teams. So, um, Next one, Armed Forces Bowl, James Madison. Great season so far versus Air Force. Um, I'm rolling with the Dukes. James Madison, I think, runs this one pretty easily. So I, I would go with them, but their coach left to go coach Indiana. So I am I'm gonna go with Air Force. I probably regret that decision, but no one likes the Air Force. Anyway, I'm messing with you. Um, it's just a shot I gotta take. Um, a famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Um, Utah State versus Georgia State. Um, this is really a mid, I think, a coin flip game. Uh, but I'm going to roll with Georgia State on this one. Me too. I just need to copy and paste. I need to stop texting and typing these. Um, next one 68 Ventures Bowl, which is on uh, a mobile. It's South Alabama versus Eastern Michigan. Um, South Alabama, I'm rolling with all day, Cougs. Yep. Las Vegas Bowl. Um, uh, it's kind of you know, six and six. Can I talk? Yeah, you can. I was just letting you know who I picked so you didn't think I'm copying you. I, I know you're not copying me. I'm messing with you. Um I got to pull. What happened here? Can you still see me? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 my notes and stuff all got messed up, so I just want to make sure I didn't like turn my camera. Anyways, Northwestern versus Utah. Northwestern kind of a comeback team this year. No one thought they would even be close to here. Uh, but, yeah, I'm still going to roll with Utah, too. Uh, that's who I'm rolling with. Hawaii Bowl, Coastal Carolina versus San Jose State. Who you got? Coastal. Yeah, that's where I'm running with, too. I think San Jose State had a good season this year, but they are not going to be able to compete with Coastal. Um, quick and Rainbow, Detroit, Bowling Green versus Minnesota. Minnesota sitting at 5-7. and seven. I don't know. Yeah, 5-7 and seven on the year. Um, they got in because of academics, and they needed more bowl games. That's really why Minnesota got in. But I think Minnesota beats Bowling Green. I mean, Bowling Green, we've seen that start of the year. I mean, it's a decent team, but I think Minnesota and P.J. Fleck win it. Agreed. You say green? Agreed. Oh. Minnesota. 
Okay. I thought you said green. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Um, next one, first responders, Bull, Texas State versus Rice. Um, I know nothing about either of these teams, um, but I'm rolling with Rice because I like Rice. Um, military Bowl, which doesn't have any military teams in it. Tulane versus Virginia Tech. Um, I think Tulane bounces back after the loss in the um, – in their conference championship game, and he takes this one over Virginia Tech. Tulane, are, are we skipping the guaranteed rate bowl, the Kansas versus UNLV? Shit, I must have not put that on here. Um, give me a second. Um, I'll add, hang on. That's okay, we can pass it. What did you say it was, the guaranteed rate bowl? Yep. No, that's fine. I just needed to put it. I just needed. Who'd you say it was UNLV versus Kansas? Kansas versus UNLV. Yep. Chase okay. Field, Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, that's perfect. Um. Anyway, okay, okay, back to where we're at. Yeah, I, I must have just skipped that one. I must have looked over it when I was typing these up. Um, Duke's Mayo. North Carolina versus West Virginia. Um, North Carolina, I'm going to roll with. I think Drake May's not playing, though, um, for North Carolina. But I'm Tar Heels. UNC, Holiday Bowl, Louisville versus USC. Caleb Williams is out for USC. I'm changing my pick um, because I forgot that, and I'm going to roll with Louisville. Louisville. Next one, Texas Bowl, Oklahoma State versus Texas A&M. Um, I think the Pokes get it done. Oklahoma State wins that one. I'm going with A&M. Heck yeah. Fenway Bowl at Fenway Park, SMU versus Boston College. So pretty much a home game for Boston College. Who you got? SMU. Yeah, that's who I'm rolling with too. I think SMU wins that one fairly easily. Um, Pinstripe Bowl, Yankee Stadium, Miami versus Rutgers. Um, I want to this, but I think Miami wins it. Miami, yep. Pop Tart Bowl, um, North Carolina State versus Kansas State. Uh, K State for me. Yeah, K State. Uh, Alamo Bowl, Oklahoma versus Arizona, starting in these better bowl games. Arizona was a Bad to start the year, come back, had a good season to play Oklahoma, but I think the Sooners are too much for them. Oklahoma, man. All right, Gator Bowl, Clemson versus Kentucky. Um, I mean, this is a toss-up to me, but I'm running with the Tigers. Yeah, me too. Uh, Tony the Tiger Bowl. Jesus, these names are stupid. Um, Notre Dame versus Oregon State. Um DJ Unga I really like saying his name too. Ungugalungale, however you say it, is not playing. I'm pretty sure he's in the transport. I'm not. I don't think uh, Notre Dame's quarterback's playing either, is he? No. I didn't think so. So I mean, this is honestly a pretty should be honest. Game. Game. Yeah, um, but I'm gonna roll with Notre Dame. Me too. Especially because Oklahoma's. I mean, Oregon State just lost their backup to that shitty school in East Lansing. So. <laughs> Right. Um, Liberty, Liberty Bowl, Iowa State. You took Notre Dame, right? Yes. 
Okay, so I want to make double check. Liberty Bowl versus uh, it's Iowa State versus Memphis. Um, Iowa State for me. Yep. Music City Bowl, Maryland versus Auburn. Um, who you got? This is weird. This is a, again, I think another toss-up. Uh, it is. I'm gonna go with Auburn. Okay. Yeah. So I'm rolling with Maryland. Um, this is one where I think just Auburn's hot and cold, and it's weird with them this season. Um, but they I are. Mind it. So the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Um, Toledo versus Wyoming. Um, I'm going to roll with uh, Toledo on this one. Last time I rolled with them, they did not do me well, but that's who I'm going to go with. Toledo. Rely a quest bowl, Wisconsin versus LSU. Um, LSU, Wisconsin's just not there yet. I think they will yeah, be. LSU is going to roll them. Um, yeah, I think so too. Another one I think is going to be. An easy win is for this game. The Citrus Bowl is Iowa versus Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins it. Yep. Um, kind of how I mean, everyone's beat Iowa this year. When it, like that same way. Um, now we get into New Year's Six Bowls. Um, Cotton. Well, hang on real quick. Do that guarantee. We'll do that guarantee rate bowl real quick. Um, UNLV versus Kansas. Um, I'm gonna run a UNLV on this one. Me too. Um, I mean they're. Nine and three, I think, on the year nine and four. I don't know. Um, I, so I know they they had a good season and it helped out with our with our season um, schedule. Now on to the New Year's Six Bowl. First one: Ohio State versus Missouri. Um, Ohio State starting new quarterback uh, and have actually lost quite a bit all the way around on that team um, coming into this bowl game, and there's probably going to be more. Yeah, I think Missouri wins it. It's it's yeah. gonna be it's 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 tough. It is, and like you said, that last I looked, and it's been a few days. Buckeyes had uh, sixteen transfers in the portal, and some of them were guys that haven't got any guy, but but they got some pretty substantial guys who played some substantial minutes for them in the portal. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Missouri too. Missouri, too. Okay. Um, next one is the Peach Bowl. Penn State versus Ole Miss. Penn State's offense is just trash. Uh, I think Ole Miss honestly probably eats them alive. I agree. Ole Miss. As much as I hate to say it. James much. Franklin is just a big game choker. He just is. Dude, he's, I don't get why. I don't get how he's still there, honestly. He's like 3-16 and 16 versus Ohio State and Michigan in his career. Um, yeah, but he wins nine or ten games every single year, and they're good with it. I know, and the bad part is just – I mean, that's that's going to be – just to get off topic for a second, that's going to be the same thing that happens for a lot of coaches. A lot of coaches are going to get saved by this 12-team playoff because if you look at that, Penn State's in the playoff where do 12 teams this year. Oh, right. I made the playoffs this year. I and made the playoffs this year. zero chance to win it, but you're, you're absolutely right. Hey, hey, I made the playoff. What, what more do you want, you know? Yeah, it's that's that's also the twelve. There's teams at least half of the teams every year. I feel like are going to have zero chance to win it because you know you got a one versus twelve, and sure, every few years you might get an upset there, but it's 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 hard to pull off three big upsets in a row. You know what I mean? It just 
I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it's really close to it. But anyways, back on track. All right, Orange Bowl. Um, Florida State, Georgia. I mean, I I don't even know what's going on in this game and who's going to play. I don't know how this game's going to go. But I think if it goes the way how I think it's going to go, which is players not playing, I think Georgia wins. Yep. Fiesta Bowl, Oregon versus Liberty. Um, I'm going to roll with Oregon on this one. Quack, quack. I think we have like two that's not the same. I think we got four. This is not fun. And half of those I picked against you just so I didn't have to hear you whine. Hey, I told you I wouldn't have whined. You started off this segment whining. It was a joke. Not a don't take it so hard. Anyways, Rose Bowl. <laughs> um Roseville, Michigan, Alabama, I'm rolling. I mean, I think we, we got both are probably Michigan on this one. I probably should have just put you as that anyways. Um, Sugar Bowl, Washington versus Texas. You know, I flip back and forth all the time. I, I think Washington is a little bit overrated. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Washington. Right, I'm going to roll with Hook'em Horns because I think it's going to be us in Texas in the Natty. And that'll work out great because, well, other than the fact that it'll be a home game for Texas for the National Championship game. But that finishes out our bowl pickums. I'm looking to see how many we are different because, um, so there's one, two, three. Yeah, so uh, five. We have five total that are different, so I'm not happy right now. Get that chip. No, no, the rule was that the person who won had to buy it and get it for the other person. Oh, is that right? Pull up that segment and and show that to me. Well, maybe don't change topics on... uh... Maybe don't change topics on uh, not topics. Maybe don't change their Facebook post around to make you look better, even though you weren't. I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. On the playoff predictions, you uh, you were one for three, and I was two for four, and I won that. I should we should use that towards pickums. I picked two of the playoff teams in in their exact ranking. Anyways, but yeah, guys. So um. Good show, all in all. We will be back next Saturday. Um, sometime, if not next Saturday, sometime next weekend. Hopefully Saturday to talk more about, um, probably get into some hockey. Um, I don't know. We'll figure out something to talk about in this dead period. Um, but Monday, we're two weeks away. We're 16 days away today. Um, so let's. Uh, we'll see you all next week and go blue. Go blue.